Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. A bit of Christmas science, Caroline, so over to you. Yeah, so I thought, I was looking at the Christmas tree and I thought, Ah, let's talk about Christmas trees today. And we're talking about living Christmas trees Mm because everybody loves mm -hmm. the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought it's a little bit, it's look, if you love trees, you're going to love this this topic. So, and I thought I'd go through traditional trees. And then I thought I'd talk about trees that we use here in Australia more and more commonly, right? So Mm, traditional trees, and we do get our traditions from Europe and North America to some degree. So The fir tree is my first traditional tree. And fir trees are abundant in the mountains of Central and North America and also Europe, Asia and North America. These Mm -hmm. trees grow up to between 10 and 80 metres or 33 and 262 feet. And they can actually live between 50 and 300 years. The characteristics of these trees that make them lovely for Christmas is that they have individual flat needles. They grow in a spiral on each branch tip and they can be distinguished by their soft cones that actually sit upright like candles. So it's no surprise yes, that it's yeah, like to yeah. be used as a Christmas tree. And the most popular type of this tree species that are used are the balsam fir, the Fraser fir, and the noble fir. Another group of trees that are often used as a Christmas tree is the spruce tree, and they grow in the mountain regions of Western and Northern America and also found in lots of other northern temperate regions of the planet. They are very large trees from about 20 to 60 metres, which is about 60 to 200 feet when they're yep. mature and they have world branches, which means they radiate from a single point and the tree has a conical shape. So that traditional cone type, tall shape. Yeah. And they're distinguished by their needles, which are four-sided and attached singly to a small peg structure on the branches and by their cones, which hang downwards after they're pollinated. And the most well-known spruce trees in America that are used are the blue spruce the Norway spruce and the white spruce. And then there's the good old pine tree. And compared to spruce and fir trees in clusters, which makes the trees look denser, even though they have fewer branches than other evergreens, the um, pine trees are also more sparse, which allow you to decorate them with bigger ornaments in the holidays. Ah, okay. And, yeah, yep. and these yeah. trees can grow between 20 and 70 metres or 70 and 230 feet tall. So we know that a lot of people, even here in Australia, it's a tradition to go to a place where you can buy a living tree, mm-hmm. you can tree. cut yep. the tree mm-hmm. down and you can keep yep. it alive for a little while in a bucket or... Another nice way to do it is to buy a nice young one. And if you have room in your garden, then you can plant it afterwards. Cool. Um, Just quickly, so in the Northern Hemisphere, Mm -hmm. those trees you mentioned, you said the word evergreen, but they're all evergreen trees because obviously, yeah. And that's one of the symbols of why we use a Christmas tree, isn't it? Because they are an evergreen tree. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. All right. So, yes, in Australia we do. You can go and buy these trees, similar trees to those. But there's an ever-growing tradition now of using uh, native Australian trees. And oh, wow. Some of them okay. have the conical shape and some of them have other features which make them nice to use as a Christmas tree. So the first one I thought I'd talk about is the Norfolk Island Pine. And this one does look very much like a standard Christmas tree. So it's the nice mm-hmm. triangular symmetrical shape. It's got nice, wide, evenly spaced branches. And in nature, it grows along the coast and it grows well in deep sand. It also has a high tolerance for salt and wind, which is great if it's on the coast. On the coast, Um, yeah. yeah. Young, small trees of this species do grow indoors and you can often get them as a pot plant so you can have them in your house. Cool. Um, Okay. They're perfectly suited to Australian climates because they prefer bright light, indirect light, but they don't require much maintenance. So you just... (laughs) Keep them in your house and oh, let them go. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can have this one indoors until it gets really big and then you can put it outside. And out. I'm just looking at some pictures, yeah. sorry, quickly because yeah. I, I Googled this yeah. right. Yeah, so you've got, like you said, this pot plant. Yeah. You've got these massive trees, yes. like yes. all the same this. And someone here has even done a Norfolk Islands pine bonsai tree forest. Yeah, yeah. So, which is, yeah, you can. Cool. amazing, yeah. Yeah. very versatile tree. It is, yeah. it is. And you said they grow really large and they can grow up to yeah. between 50 and 65 metres. And they take their time cool. actually growing that tall, yeah. but they have very large trees. Yeah, this pot plant to a <laughs> giant thing, yeah. So another tree that I thought I'd talk about, and this is one of my favourites, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, it's another large tree, is the good old Wollamai pine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It's commonly referred to as the dinosaur tree because That's right. yes. yep. fossils tell us that this tree existed between 200 and 100 million years ago and once covered wow. all of Australia. Oh, and wow. botanists yep. and archaeologists actually used to think that it was extinct. And then in oh. 1994, um, these trees were rediscovered in the temperate rainforest of Wollamai National Park by a park ranger yes. called David Noble when he was out on a hike. And he had a look and went, oh, what is this tree? <laughs> he had some investigations and they rediscovered the Wollamai pine, which is amazing. Yeah, oh, and back. you cool. can look yeah, up good, our good. episode on that in the Let's yes. Science and there's a lot of detail, a lot more detail there. And Wollamai pines are among the rarest and most ancient species on earth, actually. Amazing. They are. Yep. They have conical shape and pendulous branches, which mean they tend to hang out downwards. Their leaves tend to be flat and they've got thick, I guess not, I guess like the pines have spikes, like needles, but these are flat. Mm, Flat, Um, yeah, yeah. They can grow up to about 40 metres tall. Mature trees normally have more than one trunk and can produce up to 40 trunks on a single tree. Oh, my goodness me. Wow. Which means they can reach up to 450 years old. And some trees can be hundreds, if not thousands of years old because they keep producing these trunks. Yeah. It's great for hanging Christmas decorations. You can actually have one in a pot, like I do have one in a pot in the garden. So you can yeah. you put it inside, decorate it. You can put it back outside yeah. in the garden. Cool. And once again, if you have yep. room, 
planted in the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. And these plants have been propagated and sold in nurseries now to encourage people to purchase them, increase and increase their yeah. population. Cool. And even some That's botanical gardens yeah, in yeah, our yeah. local area mm. are starting to plant these trees. Yeah, good, so we good. can actually see yep. them in the wild yeah, or nice. in the nature, not in the wild, but in the ground. <laughs> and and yes, yeah, so I do have my one, and it is on next on the list to be decorated with. Yes, amazing decorations. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. I like that one. So next is yeah. the South Esk pine. So this one is found in Tasmania. It is one of eleven species of conifer that are native to Australia. It's a small evergreen tree with upward angled and down, dense branches. It has bluish green foliage. And grows up to about six meters. In their native habitat the, in the bush, they typically rely on fire to open and release the seeds. However, if the fires are too hot or frequent, they won't survive. And oh, we do know okay. that there are other types of Australian plants, such as the banksia, that rely on the process of needing fire to open up the seeds and the cones to drop their seeds. So, oh wow, often in oh, a bushfire. Cool. The bush tends to regenerate pretty quickly, actually, yeah. unless it's been really intense, like really a few years intensified, ago, which yeah. kind yes, of devastated yes. parks yep. in New South Wales. But yeah, they actually the cones are so tight that they need the fire to open up, and the seeds yep. will drop and the plants will regenerate. So the South Esk pine has been listed as a nationally endangered species, and cool. due oh, to its wow. habitat being largely cleared for agriculture, and they are only found oh. in specific areas of Tasmania naturally, which makes them quite rare. So to protect this native plant, such as and as the Wallamai pine, the South Esk pine reserved was established in 1998. This reserve covers uh, an area of northeast Hobart and is owned by the Palawa Indigenous people. They are also being cultivated and encouraged to be grown at home as in a plant pot or to keep or to grow in your garden and to keep the species going. Yeah. And also beautiful to decorate with lovely Christmas decorations. And yeah, so, yeah, these are all great choices, these Australian natives. I they them, are, yeah. they are. And now this is yeah. another very popular one that you will see yeah. everywhere. It's the woolly bush. Mm. This beautiful plant has very silvery foliage with soft velvety texture. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's native to the south coast of Western Australia. And I think this one is a real favourite. I've seen it being sold mm. in Bunnings or even in Woolworths or decorated <laughs> as a Christmas tree. I have actually yeah. got three of them in my yard. I love them so much. <laughs> this plant is particularly popular to use as a Christmas tree as it has a silvery tinge to the leaves, which can make Amazing. it resemble a, like a light snow covering, which is often... Like snow, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, associated yes. with the Northern Hemisphere Christmas. But I reckon in Australia, it more resembles like the bright summer sunlight reflecting off the leaves or like when the surface true, is true. really hot. So that's yes, another way to yeah. look at it that's for us Aussies it. down yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. the woolly brush goes into a one meter to five meter tall shrub. So it's really good for growing. So you can have it in your house in a pot and you can have it, have yeah. it as an indoor plant. And then you can put it outside like the others when the yeah. um, Christmas period is over. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, 
uh, when it makes it does make little orange flowers, which birds love as well. So you know, I love bird attracting <laughs> plants as well. So that's one of them. This is turning into an episode of Better Homes and Gardens now. Yes, like it is. It is. We <laughs> like to cover all areas of science on this podcast. Yeah. Trees are part of it. And so just as a side note, I have a couple of other native trees that are in my front yard that we dress up every year as Christmas trees. One is a Banksia that I spoke about before. Mm. It's a Banksia red dawn and it makes beautiful, large, rust, reddish, cylindrical shaped flowers. Flowers. So if you think of a Banksia, there are many types of Banksia. Some even call it like candle flowers because they have like kind of thinner, longer flowers. So, yeah, that depends on the species. And then I have another one called a Dawson River Weeper, which is a type of calistamon. Or we often call them the bottle brush tree. See bottle brush, oh, bottle brush. everywhere. Yes, the yes, most common yeah. one is like the red one. Yeah. So you see like yes. a bottle brush type flower. Yep. And yes, we put lights and, and decorations on those as well nice. in our front yard. Yeah. So now that I've mentioned that, guys, put you on the spot. Do you Uh-oh. think in your yards you guys may have some trees that you can decorate in your garden? Or do you, or is there a species that I've mentioned that maybe you consider purchasing Ooh. and Ooh. taking home and perhaps using as a Christmas tree and then planting in your yard? What do you reckon, Lindsay? We do have trees in our front yard, yes, that could be used for decorating. Yes. So, yeah, no, they're not necessarily in good positions in the yard, but they could be, but they could still be decorated for sure. We've actually got so near the near the stairs that lead into the to our front door. There's a tree that's it's died, right? It's just a stump that's sticking out of the ground. It's about I don't know, maybe two meters high. <laughs> and we were trying we were talking about what to do with it, and we actually thought we could put lights around it for Christmas because it be, it's like a it's like a pole now. It's not <laughs> worth taking out of the ground because it's because of the way it's positioned. But we could actually rather than completely destroy it now. We could put Christmas lights around it. That's a good um, idea. Which, which would work, yeah. Well, you could find um, a, a creeper-type plant or something that needs yeah, something to grow to on it or something. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a good a point. Good way I had not thought about recycling that. Recycling yeah, the tree yeah, yeah. or yeah, keeping that's right. it there yeah. and using yeah. your yeah. natural resources there. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I had cool. thought about that. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Lino, yeah. Do you, um, what about you? Yeah, oh, no. Sorry, did you have more, Lindsay? No, that's it. it. That's all. Oh, that's all. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, not, not in the front yard. Where have you? We got a lot of gum trees in the street, but that's another situation. Mm. <laughs> that needs to be settled. <laughs> you can put, definitely put decorate them by stealth. You definitely yeah. can put Christmas trees on yeah. there. And, sorry, Christmas lights and everything. Decorate that. And actually, no, we don't have any trees. Actually, we can decorate more in the front, but in the backyard we can. But no one's going to see it except us. And we like to. It's more in the back with your house. You're yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the way. Yeah. Oh, not You've the got way. Some more design, thing, yeah, but potential. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it was a few things that we can decorate and everything. But as your question is, Caroline, this woolly bush one looks very nice. Yeah, I mean, you can really. They are great. It's a beautiful plant. Yeah. No. I would, yeah. And it's I nice that actually that if you yeah. touch the foliage on it, mm. really nice. Like you touch Ooh. it, and it's like fur. It's really beautiful. Oh, yes. Yes. Lovely. Yes. yes. Yeah, while I was um, Googling these trees that you were um, talking about, uh, it brought up native Australian plants as advent wreaths, which ah. are quite beautiful too. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So oh, there's cool, like yeah. a, a Banksia wreath here. Yeah, yeah they, these are beautiful. Actually, you yeah. could use a lily pilly too <laughs> yeah. because they make nice little red fruit. Ah, yes. And you could use, and the yes. leaves are quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I could imagine making that into yeah. a wreath as well. Wow. Yeah, there that's you go. great idea. Yep. There you go. There you yeah. Go. Definitely. Great options, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. 
Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Secrets of Star Trek. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Trek.